You are listening to BYA Bushwood. It is part of the Bet You Are Ash podcasting network. BYAPN, be yapping. And when we be yapping, we be cursing. You've been warned. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. This is Timmy Nebraska with the, with the Nebraska Hour. And if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-522-4700 or 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, you can call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you don't have a gambling problem, let's make some money. Let's go while we're young. I bet you guys live in the woods, a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slide. B-Y-A Bushwood. Got some live business to handle. So, the B-Y-A-P-N live golf correspondent, Brock White, and me, McGee, we are here to do a little wrap-up on, on live Thailand, or live Bangkok, and... um. You know, we can look ahead because there's only one one tournament left, right? No, we got two. Oh, two left. All right. Well, yeah. before we get to the future, let's talk about the past. So let's talk about this weekend in Thailand. Um, very cool to uh, have it starting at 10 p.m. East Coast. I loved it. I watched it every night. It was very nice. Um, I really well. Let's talk about the tournament specifically first. Did you get to enjoy it? Well, obviously, with the Huskers kicking off, and then all my bets losing Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I watched mostly highlights, and then kind of went back and watched some of the live stuff. Yeah. Um, I just like to shout out the Live Golf YouTube page had some pretty cool features with David Faraday just out in the wild in Thailand which was awesome. I bet that's great. I bet that's fantastic. He is a, a national treasure or international treasure. Yeah, to me it was like almost like an Anthony Bourdain but from a golf instead of a food. I can see that. Like if it was, somebody it was, came into my office and said, I would like to do an Anthony Bourdain golf show, I would say, do you have Faraday signed on yet? Yeah, that's the only question to ask at that point. Like, it was awesome. And it just shows how Live Golf continues to put out quality content on the side of its already proven quality events, which this past weekend was no different. Great tournament, great course, great venue. Uh, I just, I love to see uh, the success and how it continues to grow and kind of evolve. And it's almost like they sharpen themselves each and every event. I didn't, I had never heard of Chikara, uh, Lopez Chikara. I enjoyed um, getting to know his story and watching him play golf. He pretty much had a, Pretty much had the tournament in check by about halfway through round two. It was his, but he, um, you know, there was a little, there was one or two moments on that third round where you're like, oh, here comes Patrick Reed, watch out! But it, it you know, he, he, uh, uh, Chikara held on and and did his thing. Um, but it was great. Watch, it was it was great product as as it has been throughout the season. Yeah, and it only continues to get better. So let's put a little spotlight on Mr. Eugenio Lopez Shakara. 
Yeah, let's. Uh, he's 22 years old, making his fifth other professional start, and he hits for uh, $4.75 million. Not a bad first couple rounds of professional golf. And to me, it just shows kind of where Live Golf is trying to get to with the official ranking points and stuff is that this 22-year-old wins. And you have the likes of, you know, Patrick Reed, Paul Casey was right there. You know, you had Brooks Kepka in the top 10, DJ and Bryson and Phil with his best finish on the Live Golf Tour this past weekend. All So you had all these known guys, but then you also get to learn, you know, the stories of the younger, you know, like James Piot, who I've mentioned before on this very podcast. You know, he gets a sixth-place finish. Nice little check. And it kind of, I think, validates these younger guys for making the decisions they made. Like, hey, I have an opportunity not only to make money, but at this very young age, I don't have to be Tiger Woods winning, you know, Tiger Slams and hole-in-ones and all that. Like, I could just go to this tour, play good golf, and now people know who I am. Sponsors, manufacturers know who I am. They can learn my story and my brand, and it's just another avenue of building, building your personal brand. Yeah, I becoming- guarantee Lopez Shakara had a better year this year than he was expecting to have at the beginning of the on January first. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was just so cool. Of. Uh, like I said, I was mostly dialed into college football and stuff. It's that well, time of year. That's an interesting part of this conversation is that up until now, Live Golf hasn't had to do what PGA Golf has avoided like the plague over the last few years, and that's compete with football. Why? I think, I think Live needs to reassess their scheduling, mainly because you're going to lose so many eyes, even, I mean, all over the world. Now, it makes sense to do their international events in the fall, right? That, it makes sense. But, you know, it's there's so many, so much of the viewership is going to be distracted by college and professional American football. I don't know if, I, you know, I, at some point they're going well, to... Well, I'll disagree that. with you there. But you didn't watch. Why would you disagree with me? I made a perfect point. You watched college and professional football instead of Bangkok. You know what I mean? Live Bangkok. So, I I mean, disagree so, with me. Make a, make your point. But I'm just saying you're, you specifically proved my point. Well, I was watching the American football live. Yes. But then I had the opportunity because of Live Golf's YouTube platform. Yeah. And their social media platforms. Once I was done with college football or the NFL or what have you, I was able to go to YouTube, go to Twitter, all these various platforms and see, you know, the highlights. If I wanted to I rewatch the whole round. What I, liked, so I oh, what I loved about it was Saturday. I got to watch college football all day. Florida State had the late kickoff. As the Florida State game finishes, I fire up my tablet. I fire up Live Golf. I'm watching Live Golf live at midnight on Saturday in the final round. And then at 1 a.m., or it was it was delayed a little bit, but 
then the the, the f1 race started from japan so i ended up and then there was 9 a.m <laughs> goal or uh, american football from england like it was it was almost non-stop this weekend it was a crazy weekend i loved it i had a great weekend because of it yeah and like on saturday and sunday both you know i watched college football all day went get my deer stand put the headphones in watch some live golf highlights while I'm <laughs> waiting for, you know, a tasty little animal to stroll out in front of me. <laughs> and it's you know, that season, you know, it's hunting season too. It's not just, it's not just football season or golf season. It's also hunting season. Well, I like to call it tasty animal season. Tasty animal season. Got it. So um, while we're talking about this, like earning capability of a, of a, you know, rookie to the sport, like, or earning potential, I mean. Um, I'm also interested in that from the other angle. I mean, Dustin Johnson has made $30 million on on the tour, just in earnings, in live golf earnings this season. Was He wouldn't... I don't know if he would have made $30, $30 million in earnings on the just on the PGA tour this year. I mean, we're not talking about sponsorship money. We're just talking about winnings, you know, um, it's a big number. It's a big number. Yeah. Even if DJ could have won all four majors, plus in my opinion, the fifth major the players and won the FedEx cup, he would have earned about, I think it's like 56% of what he earned on live golf. That's wild, man. And, and that's I understand not, that's, that the PGA is going to adjust that some next year. They're going to be the the payoffs are going up, but that's just another just another thing to point at Live and say, hey, look, you you've done this right. You, you know, look, even the PGA recognizes that they needed to be paying more and stuff like that. But also not included in that thirty million is that with his sixteenth place finish in Thailand or Bangkok, what do you whatever you want to call it. He clinched the individual season championship. And that comes with another bonus that I haven't seen accurate numbers or real numbers from Live Golf itself. That's no, that's that 18 is part of his 30. That I okay. said. Yeah. Okay. That he's okay. already locked in first place on the season, and there's 18 million dollars for that. So far in individual earnings and tournaments, he's made nine point nine eight million dollars. Which is four million, four almost five million above Patrick Reed. He's also made three million dollars via his team, his team earnings. So he's made just shy of thirteen million so far on the court and on the on the courses. And then there, he'll be making another eighteen million because he's already locked in his, the first place on the season. Uh, it's sort of like Max Verstappen already winning Formula One, even though. We still have a couple races left, you know, when you have these kind of uh, these kind of tours, that's that sometimes happens where some people, you know, tie it up or, uh, uh, um, you know, lock it up a couple weeks earlier, a couple months early. In this case, two tournaments early. Well, and just I'm glad you brought up like the team aspect for his earnings. How cool was it to see the fireballs celebrate their first team win? They finally knocked off the four aces crew. I love it. I'm a Fireballs fan. I want a Fireballs hat. Yeah, I think they have the best logo. I thought about that from day one. I am so, I was always, if you go back to our first Live Golf talk, I was talking about the Fireballs because of their logo. And 
I mean that if you go, you can find it on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I'm sure wherever you find your content. That celebration was awesome. Those guys really enjoyed it. They were, and it like everybody wants to downplay this team aspect. These guys have all bought in to the team aspect, and you could see that on Sunday with the fireballs just going wild. Yeah, and it was awesome to see. I think it's been great. I think it's been really fun. And I think it'll just get better, man. I think next year will be even better. And down the road, as they evolve in the way they're planning on, where they have uh, two tiers and relegation and promotion, and they have the other guys playing for spots in these 48, you know, uh, 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 you know, spots for the main tournaments. I mean, I just think it's a good organization. The only thing that the only two things that I don't like about it is, you know, where the money comes from and that's ridiculous because that you know everybody's dirty i'm not just going to be mad at one group for being dirty and then the other thing is i don't like that they play on trump courses and that's a personal thing that has nothing to do with anything else you know what i mean like that has nothing to do with anything else when it comes down to it i've really enjoyed this product I've, i've enjoyed it's I've enjoyed gambling on it, which is obviously what matters for these podcasting uh, endeavors. And um, on on top of it all, it's made a positive impact on the world of golf, period. Well, I feel the exact same way. I've loved the product, and I don't agree with all these old whites saying, you know, this, this, and this about how bullshit it is. I think it's made golf better, and I'll give you an example of that. Watching this week, this weekend in Bangkok at uh, Stonehill Golf Course, just north of Bangkok over there in Thailand, and watching some of the, you know, the David Faraday kind of out in the wild video, if I eventually, you know, take an international golf trip, I'm not going to do, you know, the old school, you know, everybody knows about, you know, going to the UK and playing yeah, all Scotland's the Scotland's boring. Thailand is awesome. But yeah, Thailand just looks awesome. Yeah, and like is. you lived in Japan for a while, so you can teach me about this, but it just seems like Dude, everything there, there is so well thought out in every aspect. And the golf courses see- in Japan are crazy because they're all built in. There's all these resorts just built into the sides of mountains. It's, it's like yeah, really but it seems incredible. like even more into that, it's so well thought out to every aspect, not just the golf course or the resort, but it seems like that like Southeast Asian community, you know, when you're talking about like Thailand and I haven't been to South Asia yet. You know what I mean? But it's it's at the top of my list. It's one of my but best trips. They just seem to like love Americans and everybody mm, like I mean to a take, point. Don't take it too far, cracker. All right. Like they don't love you that much. <laughs> don't well, they it. love us going over there and spending don't, money to have sure, a good time. Sure, but I mean don't don't be don't look at don't look at the world from one perspective. Look at the world from every perspective. All right. Well, no, Just I was like also everybody gonna... else. You're a tourist and they're very happy to see you as long as you're respectful of everybody and everything. And you know what I mean? And if you're an asshole, well, you're gonna be treated like an asshole, just like you will be everywhere else, you know. Well, I was also going to back that up by saying uh, definitely need to, before you go to Asia, research the local customs, what's allowed, what's okay, 
what's not definitely or not just allowed. You know, be open when you get there. I mean, ask yeah. people. You know, just don't well, be just don't be the asshole that like speaks English really loud because somebody else doesn't speak English. You know. Yeah, don't be screaming at them in English. There's a lot like, of that when you travel. When I traveled, there was a lot of, or when I've traveled internationally, there's been a lot of that. Like, oh wait, you're not like the other asshole Americans. So like, I, I I take pride in that, but at the same time, I hate that. That's the stereotype. So don't be a shithead. It's real easy. That that should be the rule, no matter where you are, whether you're in the states or outside the states. Just don't be a well, shithead. Even in your own neighborhood. Yeah. Just, exactly. just Even at don't home. Don't be a shithead. Just, yeah, just don't be a shithead. Yeah. So what are the other two events? I know the last one is is Doral, and it's the it's the weekend of of Halloween. So that means we must have we have two two more tournaments in three weeks. Correct. So we have obviously the tour championship is at Doral. Oh, uh, that's the twenty eighth through the thirtieth. Right. Right. But before that, uh, the Live Golf Tour kind of goes home, if you will, to a uh, course in Jeddah, South Arabia, called the Royal Greens Golf and Country Club. Oh, wow. I bet it's stunning. Well, it's in a town called the King Abdullah Economic City, which I don't know what any of that means. Jeddah, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, man, it looks really. I mean, this course looks incredible. Just looking at the pictures. So that's but, uh, this weekend. They're playing in Jeddah this weekend, and then they have my they have a week off, and then they play in Miami. Correct, but yeah. So, just another thing: how live golf is growing the game of golf. It's not just the stuffy, you know, UK and American courses. They're showing you, you know, Thailand. They're showing you. The Mediterranean, kind of North African, Middle yeah. Eastern, yeah. where most Americans wouldn't think about going playing golf because we, it's just been we've been indoctrined to go to Ireland, go to Scotland, go to right. England, go to Myrtle Beach, go to Bandon Dunes. And it's like there's great golf all around this tiny little rock that we are gravitationally adhered to. Like, just explore it. If you have the ability and the finances to do it, go to these places yeah, and awesome. see these awesome courses and have fun and enjoy it. And I think that's what Live Golf kind of brings to the table. So do you have any, like, do we have any inside info on the course or anybody to look at? Or should we be gambling on this this trip to Saudi Arabia? Or should we hold off, get some info from this weekend to uh, use when we attack the Miami finale, tour finale? Well, I'm kind of uh, with the latter of what you just said. I okay. kind of want to see how these guys perform and who's, like, really with it. Because DJ's already got this 18 mil locked up. Does he just check out, or do you think... And how does that impact his team? Like, should we be betting the fireballs to have a repeat victory because we don't think DJ is going to bring his A game for the four aces? Exactly. And so I'm going to sit this weekend out betting and then just kind of, you know... Might put a little something on the fireballs just for fun and then, you know, but, sit back and plan ahead for the finals. Yeah, I'm mostly just gonna kind of lay back and then shoot my wad on the uh, the championship at Doral. All right, I'm sure Trump will appreciate your wad being shot on his golf course. Um, 
Cool. Well, listen, we're not just allowed to say goodbye and like just click off on the podcasting thing. We have to remind everybody that we are on social media. You are on Twitter. It is at Brock White 86. That is correct. I am on Twitter at DJ Maniac McGee, but that's irrelevant. We as a podcast and a podcasting network are on Twitter. It's at Bet Your Ash Pod. It is the same handle on Instagram and Facebook if you prefer those social medias. Say hi. Share us with your friends. We really appreciate it. And um, yeah, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening on Spotify, you know, give us a review, rate us as many stars as you possibly can. And um, if you're listening on betyourash.com, thank you also. <laughs> There's no way to rate or review, but you could share. Just saying, just saying. Um, did I forget anything, buddy? I think you were your just regular perfection as always there McGee. <laughs> you're ridiculous <laughs> there is one thing i want to throw in if anybody is interested in traveling to saudi arabia if you show up before noon all week next week they will be giving up to or over three hundred and fifty thousand saudi arabian dollars i don't know what they're called but it's a lot of money just for showing up and participating in the events. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. If you if you got that, you know, platinum card, get over there and get you some get you some gear. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, buddy. This was fun and we will let's do another one before the um before the finals, all right? Before the final tournament, uh the final event in Miami, okay? Will do. I'll be here for it.